When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone, today let's talk about Mandalorian Crusaders in Legends. Mandalore the First, or otherwise known as Tesolik Mandalore, was the legendary warlord who led all of his people to conquer the planet that would be named after him, Mandalore. His followers would also recast themselves in his honor, becoming the Mando Aid, or Mandalorians, sons and daughters of Mandalore. But who were they originally? Let's find out. Mandalore I and his followers were members of an ancient species of two-meter-tall, gray-skinned humanoid simians. They were indigenous to prehistoric Coruscant long before it was a city planet that had been waging ongoing hostilities for centuries with Coruscant's other major power, the human-dominated 13 nations of Zell and their combined military force, the Battalions of Zell. The Tongs were warriors who viewed battle as a source of honor for the individual and for their gods. In that way, warfare was seen as a ritual to their gods, and at some point during their conflict, a supervolcano erupted, which darkened the Coruscant skies, blocking out the sun with its spewing ash and nearly annihilated their entire human enemies. Embracing the destruction wrought forth by the volcano, the Tongs called themselves Dawerda Verda, the Warriors of the Shadow. Though the volcano had been devastating for the humans, they did manage to survive and eventually were even able to drive the Tongs off of Coruscant. But the Simeon's warriors would find refuge on the Outer Rim world of Rune, where they would remain for millennia until Mandalore I led them to a new planet that his followers, as I said, would name in his honor Mandalore. Once on their new homeworld, the great warlord and his tongs would commence a campaign of destruction against the enormous city-sized native creatures that were the apex species of the planet, known as the Mythosaurs, who the warriors hunted and slaughtered to extinction. From this point on, as a symbol of status, any future sole ruler of Mandalorian clans, known as the Mandalore, would wear an emblem of a Mythosaur's skull, as a tribute of the great beasts. Once Mandalore I had tamed the savage landscape and solidified the planet as the center of Mandalorian power, the Tongs became known only as Mandalorians. His conquest of the planet complete, Mandalore I formed the Mandalorian Crusaders, who would become known for their individualistic, non-uniformed Crusader armor, their uncompromising honor code, and cutting-edge technologies. They were nomadic by tradition, and had no bureaucracy. Instead, 
They divided their labor organically, as a warrior always needed to be self-sufficient and competent. Now, unlike later Mandalorians, these crusaders didn't rely on helmet transceivers, but instead carried their information through their forces by sight and sound. They had no ranks and so often simply followed the most experienced warrior in battle. They had no written laws either, but instead followed the sacred tenets of Mandalorian life, called the Resolnair of six actions. Now these six actions stated that the Mandalorian must wear his or her armor, speak the Mandalorian language, defend themselves and family, raise their children as Mandalorians, contribute to the clan's welfare, and when called upon by the Mandalore, to always rally to the cause. If these laws were not followed, you could not be Mandalorian, and were considered a Darmanda, a person who was ignorant of Mandalorian heritage and bereft of a Mandalorian soul, and so had no place in the Manda, the Mandalorian afterlife. The Resolnair had no restrictions when it came to other species, so amongst the Tongs were a great variety of other alien races, all united and equal in Mandalorian society. The Crusaders' armor, whether it was their combat suits or the favorite of the veterans, their battle armor was always customized internally and externally to the individual warrior's preference. This therefore made each armor unique and distinct. They were all airtight and included enough oxygen to allow a warrior 10 hours of breathable air if they needed to go into the vacuum of space, that is. Often, the Crusader armor was mostly organic, but with its tough parts being decorated with spikes and straps. The armor even sometimes employed personal rocket packs, or otherwise known as jetpacks. After Mandalore I came Mandalore the Conqueror, who would lead the Crusaders and use the Mandalorian's nomadic nature and holy worship of war to venture out to worlds around their new home and set his people on a crusade of conquest to expand their territory. Through the years, the Crusaders made the worlds they conquered their homes as they traversed further through space, seeking out more battles and wars to fight. By this point, they were now led by Tikandosi Mandalore or Mandalore the Indomitable, who was also a Tong. Riding basilisk war droids, powerful semi-sentient combat droids designed by the Basiliskin, another race the Mandalorians had conquered and completely devastated, the Mandalorians invaded the seven worlds of the Empress Teta system, believing that it had been weakened by numerous conflicts and battles that its rulers, the dark side cult known as the Krath, had engaged in with the Republic and the Jedi and therefore would be prime for the taking. What Mandalore the Indomitable could not have anticipated was that the Krath were under the command of Exar Kun's apprentice, the Sith Lord Ulic Keldroma. Their confrontation resulted in the Mandalore swearing his personal and that of his people's allegiance to Keldroma after the Sith defeated him in personal combat. So, the Mandalorians combined their military might with that of the Sith forces though not all of the warrior clans accepted the new situation, I should add. Some objected as they realized that Mandalore the Indomitable was effectively no longer their Mandalore, but instead, Ulic Keldromo was, even if the Sith wasn't allowed to take the title officially, as he was not a Mandalorian. Most of the other Mandalorians ignored their objections, so a few of the Crusaders declared themselves leaderless and later would become part of the Neo-Crusader movement on Mandalore. Now, part of what would be called the Great Sith War, the Crusaders fought in many campaigns with the Sith, eventually. They were ordered to take a bulk of their forces and invade the Republic world of Onderon in a massive assault. Though initially they made great strides, 
The Mandalorians, in the end, were repelled by the native defending forces, known as the Beast Riders. They had no choice but to retreat on Onderon's jungle moon of the Xun, but once there, Mandalore was separated from his troops during the chaos, and was suddenly surrounded by several of Duxun's ferocious predators who shortly made lunch out of the Great Warrior. However, soon after, another Tong Mandalorian discovered his helmet and became their new leader, Mandalore the Ultimate. This new Mandalore would embrace a less individualistic approach and wanted to reshape Mandalorian culture into one much more uniformed and structured. This would lead to the formation of the Neo-Crusaders, but that will be explained in another video. Hope you enjoyed this one. Leave a like if you did, and I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always. Fulfill your destiny.